There seem to be unknown monsters lurking in every nook and cranny on this planet. Places we haven't explored seemingly are home to things we've never seen before. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some more creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounters sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going. Now, without further ado, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories. I'm a snowplow driver in the town of Winchester, Alberta, a small town just outside of Jasper National Park in the Winston Churchill Mountains. The town is home to only around 600 people, so it's a quiet place. Besides being a very tranquil town, it is also a place of beauty. The snow-capped mountains rise high over the town, keeping it blanketed in shadow through most of the day. Long, winding roads cut through lush, dense evergreen forests that span as far as the eye can see. It really is incredible. The coal crystal springs of turquoise blue water flow from the highest peak mountains down through the town. But I am not here to ramble on about my home. I am here to tell the tale of what I saw this one cold night. I think it was a Wednesday night. It was a cold, snowy night. Come to think of it, it was one of the worst snowstorms I have ever seen. We got over 70 centimeters of snow, enough to close all the schools in the area for quite a few days, and basically put the entire town on lockdown. Everyone was hunkered down in their homes sitting by a nice toasty fire as they waited out the storm. Everyone except me. I was out there driving around in my truck plowing every street and driveway I passed. It was a slow, miserable process, yet I enjoyed it. I liked being out in the storms on the long, empty roads with nobody but myself. It was peaceful, that is, until that night. I remember driving past the empty town and coming across a closed section of the road. A sign that read detour with an arrow below that pointed right. I turned. The road was called Pine View Drive and it was a very wooded and isolated road. The narrow dirt road wound its way through the forest, eventually looping back to the main road. I hated it. Every time I was forced to drive down this road, I always was filled with this awful feeling. I do not quite know how to describe it. Maybe it's fear, maybe dread, I do not quite know. But every time my boss had ever asked me to plow this road, I always regretted it. I would get halfway down and turn around. The road was so isolated and out of the way that nobody would ever have any reason to go down it, so it did not really matter. Hell, last I remember there was not even any houses off of it, just woods, kilometers upon kilometers of woods. I drove slowly down the winding road. My light shined upon the path ahead of me, causing the shadows from the trees to dance like sinister ballerinas. Snow fell in sheets from the sky above, reducing my sight to almost nothing. Yet, I continued, 
a feeling of fear slowly building up in my chest, which I feared would become so strong it would overtake me entirely. I had heard rumors of these feelings, that they were associated with evil creatures that stalked the northern woods. Tales of things such as the Wendigo or Goatman could be heard from any of the locals in the town, as these stories have been passed down for generations. Although I had heard of these tales, I did not really believe in them. They were simply made to scare children into behaving like good boys and girls, nothing more. I continued driving until I came to a wooden bridge across a small stream. As I was crossing the bridge, my truck slipped on a patch of ice, losing all control and spinning out. I hit a tree with incredible force, smashing my head on the steering wheel. I remember waking up some hours later with no clue what time it was or where I was. I looked around. The airbag hung from the steering wheel like a deflated balloon, and I could feel blood dripping down my face. I went to unbuckle, but when I did, I realized that I could not reach the strap. I looked down, and my foot was caught underneath the hood of the car, which I crumpled inwards in the collision, crushing my foot and leg. I reached down, attempting to free myself, yet I was unsuccessful. I sat back in frustration, but shot right up when a loud roar echoed through the woods. I sat still, as I sat back in frustration. I was listening for the slightest sound. All was silent. I was about to go back to free my leg when something large slammed into the windshield, shattering the glass which poured into the truck. I covered my eyes, feeling sharp shards slice my skin. Quickly, for whatever reason, I reached down, grabbing a piece of the glass. I carefully used the shard to cut away a chunk of the leather seat, finally freeing my leg from its trap. I opened the door, falling onto my knees as I tried to climb out. My leg was throbbing from being crushed for that long. Slowly, I hobbled my way around the back of the truck, grabbing my emergency bag from the bed. I reached in and pulled out a flashlight and a couple of granola bars. I ate them immediately, which to my disappointment did not help my ravaging hunger. I grabbed my phone from my pocket. It was slightly cracked, but it still worked. I looked at the top corner. No bars. This was not a rare occasion in town, especially on a stormy night. Yet, I felt that it was caused by something else something more wicked. I grabbed my flashlight and walked around the front of the truck, popping the hood. Smoke billowed up from the engine, a clear sign that I was not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Then from deep in the woods next to the road came that same deep guttural roar. I turned, quickly shining my flashlight into the woods. I saw nothing, but that did not matter. I was absolutely terrified. I grabbed a walkie-talkie from the dashboard and radioed my boss. Hey, Stuart, do you copy? There was a moment of silence before Stuart answered. Yeah, I hear you. He said. I have gotten a bit of a wreck. I said. My truck is totaled and I think my ankle was broken. I'm on the Pine View Drive just north of where the main road is closed. There was another, even longer moment of silence before he answered. I'll send someone out there right away. He said. Might take us a bit, though. Storm's getting bad and, uh... We got word from the sheriff of an accident on the west side of town. Some sort of animal got loose and hurt a few people, apparently pretty bad. There was something in his voice that sounded off. I could not quite tell what it was, whether it was fear or, or guilt. Just sit tight and we'll be there soon. I do not remember how long I walked along the road. To be honest, it felt like forever. The deep snow made it hard to walk, so I went at a terribly slow pace. 
Eventually, I reached what appeared to be a small hunting shed. Hesitantly, I opened the door, finding it empty of everything except for a box of emergency flares. I grabbed three of them and walked back outside. The wind blew through the trees, kicking up whirlwinds of snow, which lashed my face with an icy sharpness. I covered my face to shield myself, but it was pretty much useless. Then, from the woods to my right, I hear branches snapping. Something exceptionally large was moving through the woods. I shined my light into the trees, lighting up the darkness. At first, I thought I saw something, but I don't think it was anything. But then out of the corner of my eye, I know I spotted a figure. It was tall. Unnaturally tall. It stood on two legs like a man, but it was much taller and broader than any man I'd ever seen. I could not make out any details through the inky blackness which enveloped the forest. All I could see were two glowing yellow eyes that pierced through the darkness like two stars in the night sky. They stared for a long time, not moving, not blinking just simply staring. Then, after what seemed like hours, though it must have only been around 20 seconds, the eyes slowly faded away into the night, leaving an empty void behind. I felt my stomach drop. I thought I was going to vomit. The feeling of dread surged through my chest like a wave. I shuddered and continued walking down the road, picking up my pace as I went. In the distance, I could hear the faint sound of police sirens echoing through the woods. They sounded distant, and they quickly faded into the silence. I checked my phone. Still no service. That is when it attacked me. From the woods just in front of me emerged a giant creature. It must have been at least three meters tall or so. It had broad shoulders and the head of a man, only fur-covered and longer. It had two massive arms that hung down at its side, each with a set of razor-sharp claws at the end. Then I looked up at its face. The horrible nightmarish face. The fact that I still see it almost every time when I close my eyes to this day creeps me out. I remember vividly that mouth full of jagged teeth, that nose like that of a dog's, those two ram-like horns on its head, and most memorable were those two bright glowing yellow eyes which looked like sunken, worn-out lanterns. The thing stepped forward, and opened its mouth, unleashing a horrible, unholy roar. Then it began to charge me. It ran with incredible speed, quickly reaching me and knocking me onto the ground with one giant arm. I hit the dirt with immense force. I felt the wind get knocked out of me as my back slammed into the frozen soil. I tried to yell or scream or something, but all that came out was a quiet gasp. The thing stood over me, staring down at me with those devilish eyes before quickly disappearing into the woods where it had come from. Slowly, I stood up. I brushed the snow off my jacket and gathered up my things which were now scattered all over the ground. There were snapping in the trees all around me. It was stalking me, watching me, playing with me. Slowly, I rose onto my feet, careful not to make much sound. The snapping and crunching grew closer. I could see something large coming through the bushes. A tuft of long white hair rose high above the foliage. Finally, I gathered up my courage and started to hobble. The thing burst from the woods at immense speeds and began charging down the road. I started sprinting, ignoring the agonizing pain in my left ankle. From behind me as I ran, I could hear massive feet pounding down the forest floor. 
I spun around to see the giant beast mere meters behind me, and it was closing in fast. I dove headfirst into the snow, rolling down a large hill smacking right into a tree. I got up and continued sprinting only to trip on another protruding root falling onto my stomach. I rolled under a large log and held my breath. The sound of raspy, deep breathing approached. The thing grunted and began making a low crying noise like that of a sobbing man, only more guttural and malevolent. It walked around the log, its claw-like feet stepping down on the ground. It stopped moving and turned to face me. I covered my mouth with my hand to muffle a scream. Then a large fur-covered arm bust down from above. It rapidly grabbed and tugged at me, tearing my jacket and shirt. It growled and screamed, letting out a loud blaring howl. I kicked at the arm, with my one good foot bashing it repeatedly. The thing opened its mouth, its teeth gnawing down on my leg. I yelled out in pain, the thing viciously tearing at me. I immediately became dizzy, and my head was spinning. My vision was slowly starting to blur as I became drowsy, my eyes beginning to shut. Then to my right I heard a car coming down the road. Blue and red flashing lights illuminated the woods. I could hear a high-pitched siren growing closer. Hurriedly, I tried to pry myself loose from under the log, but it would not budge. I pushed with all my might. I was screaming as I did this. Hey! A man yelled. I could see shoes running towards me. They stopped at the log, and I saw the arm of a police officer reaching down to grab the log. He told me he was going to get me free and began pulling on the log. Then he stumbled backward and looked up, a look of pure horror on his face. He began to run backward, tripping on a large tree stump. I heard a loud growl from behind me and something massive jumped on top of the log. The officer screamed before the thing leaped through the air, its jagged claws tearing through the man's flesh. He let out a cry as the creature dug its teeth into his neck, tearing away pieces of flesh with a disgusting squishing noise. I gagged and turned my head, but it was stuck. My eyes locked on this horrible sight. I watched as the man's body went limp and dropped to the ground his stomach torn open with ribs sticking out from the mangled skin. His mouth opened to let out a low groan. He was still alive. Then a large humanoid, but not human, bent down, ripping off the man's face with delight. It squatted and began feasting on him like a kid on Thanksgiving, peeling away the skin from his bones and licking his fingers with more grunting and groaning. I felt another surge of pain move through my leg. I felt something building up in my throat turning to puke all over the ground, the thing stopped eating. Slowly, it turned its head to face me, its body nothing more than a black silhouette except for two large yellow eyes that shined through the darkness. It stood up, crouched over, then it shuffled over to me slowly, its arms head out in front of it like a zombie. Quickly, I reached down into my pocket and grabbed something out. The thing stopped and crouched down to look under the log. It stared at me, its body a black mass that blocked out all of the light. Then, from behind my back I whipped out the flare, igniting it with an explosion of red flames. The creature jumped back, surprised, and that's when I made my move. I pushed as hard as I could on that log, finally breaking free. The thing stood high above me, its body ten times more massive than mine. It looked at me, its eyes filled with hatred and hunger. I threw the flare its flames barely hitting the creature. It yelled with an awful, guttural sound before it fell back, its whole body in an inferno of red flames. The thing crashed into the ground, twitching and convulsing as if it had a seizure. 
before it finally stopped moving altogether. The flames burned brighter and brighter, wiping away all the hair from the creature. I stood over it, looking down at the thing I had just killed. I studied it. I was mesmerized by it. I knew exactly what it was. After all, it was obvious. I had just killed a yeti, an abominable snowman. I glanced down at the body, deep gashes in my leg, and began walking towards the dirt road. When I finally reached it, I looked down the road. Two sets of police lights were rounding the bend. I collapsed on the road, my eyes barely able to remain open, and everything faded to black. And that's my story with what I believe to be a yeti. So, very, very recently, on November 17th, my friend told me that he has been seeing what is most likely a crawler. At first when he told me, I did not really believe him, but eventually, I knew he was not joking. He has told me about the experience in a very, very detailed manner, to the point to where I don't think he could be making it up. I will not give the exact location of my area, but it is somewhere in southern Ontario. Here's the story, written from the perspective of my friend, Carson. Saturday, November 15th, was the first time I saw the creature. But first, I need to give a basic layout of my area. I live in a suburban area, with separate housing and a forest and two ponds near my house. Between each of the houses, there is a little space, kind of like an alley, that connects to a forest. I was playing with my grandpa somewhere in the evening on the sidewalk and I spotted two giant white glowing eyes staring back at me from one of these alleys. I could not see the entirety of the creature, but its eyes were four feet off the ground if I had to guess, a little shorter than me. But whatever the thing was, it let out a low growl. I had watched enough horror movies to know not to go investigate. So I ran back to my house, my grandpa following me. We both got in the house and I slammed the door shut, but before he could ask anything, I rushed upstairs and I looked outside, but I did not seemingly see anything further. I did not dismiss it. Instead, I just stayed in my room for the rest of the night. About an hour later, I was reading in my room when I looked out my window. From where I was, I saw a large creature running across the road, partially hidden from sight. What I do know is that it was tall, just under seven feet tall if I had to make an educated guess. It was pale, and its fingers were two times longer than my middle fingers. It had claws, and I think the eyes were glowing. The eyes were really large as well. It looked like it had a small slit for a mouth. I remember my sister coming into my room and asking, Why is that tall dude running on the road? The next day, I was awake at 6am when I saw that same creature again, crawling across the pavement. After school... I was walking my dog when I saw it yet again, eating what looked to be a coyote carcass on the edge of the forest. You better believe I got the hell out of there, and I just hope I don't see this thing anymore. Is this a crawler? Is this the rake? What is this? Hi Swamp Dweller, my name is Gunner. I live in a deep forest in Georgia. It is honestly quite tranquil here. I have no neighbors within 30 miles. 
Sometime last week, I went camping in one of the small cabins that is around my private lake. It is 100% secluded and very peaceful, the way I like it. While I was about to make something to eat, I heard something rustling in the old leaves on the ground. I almost thought it was a deer, but as it got closer, it was way too loud for any deer. Whatever it was, it had a bad smell going through the boards of the cabin. It smelled like hot garbage and rotten eggs. The closer it was, the worse it smelled. As I was reaching to the sink, I noticed that this thing had stopped walking, but I felt its presence to the left of the kitchen window. I could not get a good look at it, but I did get to see a few small details of whatever this thing was. I saw long patches of reddish-brown hair, almost like an orangutan. It had very long arms as well. I could not see its face, but I thought to myself that it had to at least be six to seven feet tall. At one point, it made this ape-like growl and I kind of panicked. I froze for what felt like a good 30 minutes, but was probably only just a few moments. I could not see it very well, especially not the face because it was just standing at the corner of the cabin from where I was. I can only see the arm and shoulder, and I estimated its size based off the shoulder height. At another time, I hear this thing making another sound, but it was different. This time it sounded more like an unheard of spoken language of some kind, like what people would have felt like when they first started meeting the tribal Native Americans. Then I heard something else speaking from a distance using the same language. The next thing I know, the creature walks off to the right into the forest. I could only see the back of it, but I was then able to get a pretty good look at it. The whole body was covered with reddish-brown fur. It was swinging its arms as it walked away. The leg movement was surreal as I can see the leg muscles moving every time it took a step. Whatever it was, it never came back and I've never seen it again. So I finished my meal and sat back after having some beers trying not to think about it. I have never seen anything like that in my entire life and I haven't seen anything since then. But I still question all the time. What was it? Was it a Bigfoot? Was it something else? I guess I'll never truly know. In 2005, the first whale washed up on shore. The happening was not very uncommon. The occasional dead whale would wash up on shore occasionally. But the whale carcass, or what was left of the carcass, that washed up in 2005 was different, and much, much more disturbing. The whale was huge, a humpback whale, but that was just one of the species that scientists suggested it could have been. On a sunny evening in the middle of July, I was walking down the shore when I stumbled upon the carcass. It was massive, but you want to know the more disturbing part? Only the lower half of the whale washed up on shore. Only the tail and back fins flimsily hanging onto the gruesome lower half of the body. The entire lower half of the body was scarred and wounded. Only the pale colors of the carcass allowed me to identify the creature as a whale. It looked... It looked as if something had taken a huge bite out of the whale. For starters, a huge section of the carcass was ripped out. Gigantic scratch marks covered the rotting skin of the whale. 
After discovering the whale, I took a picture of it, and I called 911. They came, covered the carcass up with a tarp, and they sent it on to some researchers over in Washington. That was only the beginning. Keep in mind, with all the events and happenings that I will hereby transcribe are all secondhand information. Here is the first incident I have transcribed. A local fisherman, whose name was Travis, was on his boat fishing for tuna offshore. He recalls that while he was reeling in a huge yellowtail tuna, he spotted something moving beneath the surface of the water. At first, it looked like a shark fin, but the shark fin was black and it was ridged and bony. That was when Travis realized that the quote-unquote shark fin was not a shark fin at all. It was a spike. At the exact same moment Travis looked down at the water, all he saw was darkness. Not darkness as in the water had turned to black, darkness as in something enormous was blocking out the sunlight from entering the water. Something huge, something enormous was swimming under Travis's boat. Travis said that the previously thought shark fin immediately disappeared underwater, and after a few seconds, the shark fin spike reappeared along with hundreds of other spike fins, all moving in alignment. The thing under Travis's boat looked to be 900 meters long. It stretched out into the distance, and he could not see a head or a tail of the creature. Call Travis crazy, but he swore that he was not lying, and I believe him. The previously thought shark fins looked to be attached to whatever was moving under his boat. Moving along with the creature underneath the boat, after five terrifying minutes, the tail of the creature could be seen from a distance, and it was based on Travis's account, terrifying. The tail alone looked to be around a hundred meters long. It was ridged and bony, prehistoric looking and algae covered. Travis stayed on his boat until the creature left. He drove back to shore but according to him, he did not tell anyone except for me. I'm a good friend of Travis. A few days later, five more mangled and attacked whale corpses washed up on shore. This, however, was not dismissed and taken so easily by the community. The dead whales attracted huge crowds. Dozens of news reporters rushed to the beach and animal rights activists lined the road, demanding answers on what happened to these whales. Eventually, the police and community cleanup crew arrived at the scene. Due to the carcass's enormous size, they had to be destroyed with explosive devices. The cleanup crew cleaned up what was left after that. Over the course of a few weeks, deep-sea fishermen and sailors reported seeing an enormous shape beneath the water. So huge, so massive, that they could not see the end of it. More horribly mangled dead whales and sometimes even great white sharks kept washing up. More and more people saw the enormous and unknown creature far offshore, and people wanted answers. The community pressured the city council to send a submersible down into the ocean to investigate, and after a while, that is what they did. The city council hired a team who could operate the submersible, and they sent them down into the general direction where the creature was last seen. Most people expected the submersible and its crew to discover some giant, undiscovered creature, and they were only half wrong. They did discover the creature. It lay at the bottom of the sea floor, its true enormity being revealed. The crew of the submersible said that the creature looked like a 900 meter long mosasaur, only the creature's skin was plated with black scales, covering its entire body. Its tail was exactly how Travis described it, bony, ridged, and had fin-like spikes lining the surface of the tail. 
but they could not confirm if the creature was a giant mosasaur because it had no head. Something else had killed the giant creature. Something bigger. Much bigger. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton in the YouTube algorithm. The more likes this video gets, the more it grows. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please be sure to give this a 5-star rating as it helps the show grow a ton over there. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new video as I upload them almost every single day and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share, whether it's an encounter with a cryptid creature or something entirely different, I'd love to see it. Be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story tonight was your favorite. Honestly, I'd have to say that first story is mine. That is one intense encounter with what he believes to be a yeti, and honestly, kind of sounds like one to me. I'd love to know your thoughts and opinions on that story as well in the comments down below. If you guys are on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Audible, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. And as I said, it's absolutely free and always will be. If you guys would like to support the Swamp outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, maybe check out the merch store. I have everything from t-shirts to hoodies to face masks and more. I'd love to see you guys in some cool Swamp threads. Thank you guys so much for sending in your stories to SwampDweller.net so these videos can continue. I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.